Welcome to the Future Print Podcast, celebrating print technology and the people behind it. Hello and welcome to the Future Print Podcast. I'm Karis Kopp. Uh, I'm joined by Ali Arampawala, who is Head of Sales at Seiko Industrial Printhead. Welcome, Ali. Or should I say welcome back? You've been a guest on the, on the podcast before. Yes, Karis, uh, I have. Thank you so much for having me again uh, at the FM Future uh, Podcast. Of course, you're, you're a pro now. You're a regular guest. So um, we'll get into it uh, straight away. I think just you know, looking at what we were talking about last time kind of leads on quite nicely about what we want to talk about now, which was that um, one of the key focuses going forward, you know, um, outside of, I'm sorry, I'll start that again. Um, One of the key focuses uh, for Seiko outside of ceramics um, particularly is, uh, is corrugated. So perhaps let's start by talking a bit about why Corrugated is a focus for you. Right. Um, so outside of ceramics, ceramics is the place where we had our, or we still do have our maximum business taking place. And mm. the other pillars that we want to work on are textile, corrugated, and coatings. And as you rightly said, corrugated is the second step. So the next step where we are focusing our efforts and working with customers existing customers and new customers to uh, bring the technology that we have into that market. Um, One of the reasons that corrugated is an easy market for the Seiko printhead, let's say, is because the ceramic printing is also very difficult uh, environment. You know, there there are a lot of dust around it's not the cleanest of environments where, where digital printing can take place. And the printer has worked well in that area. And it's somewhat similar even in the corrugated sector. So in the corrugated sector, there is there are these paper um, boards. So when I speak about corrugated, there are two types of corrugated, which we have to, uh, to, to define here. So mm-hmm. one is, you know, you print on a roll of paper, then you cut the paper and then stick it onto, you know, and, and make your corrugated board. And the other is you have the corrugated board already existing and then you're printing on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I'm comparing ceramics, I'm comparing it to the second one. That's the one in which you have the board already and then we are printing directly on it. And uh, as similarities, you know, we, we see that uh, the ceramic tiles are, not always in a perfect shape it's the same way even in a corrugated board you know then they're not at all they're never exactly the same there are some waves in it coming up and coming down you need to keep a a print cap etc so there's a lot of similarities between the two um, which is why um, I think it's easy for us to move from the ceramics and concentrate now on corrugated to grow our business and to grow as a company. Fantastic. And, and yeah, you talked there about the, the similarities, but maybe if we talk a bit about, you know, some of the, the differences there, how you apply, um, you know, your technology to a different market, to corrugated. Um, I mean, to, to answer your question, let me just go back to just uh, explain the RC1536 printhead, the Seiko uh, recirculation printhead. Um, so this printhead, has is 108 millimeters print width, continuous recirculation behind the nozzle plate, 
ensuring um, that in single pass mode, it can print continuously. And if there are air bubbles, if there are small particles that are coming in, um, maybe a nozzle or two will fail because of this interruption, but due to the recirculation, you will start printing again. So this is something that's really required in an industrial environment. You can't stop you know, clean and then restart, that's, that's not gonna work. So recirculation technology allows for a continuous production. And that's what we bring on the table with the RC1536. Um, the other things that the printhead also has is um, the potential of printing at a higher print cap. So upwards of three millimeters, you print like three, five millimeters, depending on what you wanna print. So um, this is something that we we boast about because it is, uh, really helps uh, a lot of the users of the machines you know, in the field to not have problems um, of creating the, the substrate perfectly, but let some kind of tolerance be there and still achieve a good print. So this is one of the, these are some of the benefits of the RC1536. And then when you take these exact things and move to the corrugated sector, you know, the corrugated market, um, that's, the, the the thing that changes is the ink, right? So you know you have the the ceramic ink in the ceramics sector. You know you have you have these oil-based inks with fritz and everything. Um, and when you move to the corrugated sector, uh, currently we are working uh, with UV inks. So that's the major difference. But everything else um, almost remains the same. So I mean when I, when it comes to printing, right? So uh, that's yeah. That's the similarity and the difference between the two two markets. That's great. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit more about you know the journey when you when you started kind of um, you know embarking on this kind of looking in, into um, corrugated some of the some of the challenges and you know some of the steps you, you've taken on the way. I, um, that's a good question. We started with corrugated printing almost. I think. Almost ten years back, I'm, I'm not exactly sure exactly when you know we started off with uh, making machines with our printheads for the corrugated sector. But about ten years back uh, mm. should be uh, the time. Um, I do remember visiting a few customers um, and they showing me like a small machine that was existing uh, um, uh, in the early uh, 2010s, um, which was designed for the corrugated market. So. Uh, I mean, the journey has been quite a lot, but it never picked up. You know, that was, that's, that's, uh, you know, there was like a lot of development going on, but there was never uh, a boost that came yeah. in um, that, you know, people started buying these machines, you know. So um, one of our uh, first customers, you know, they, they, they started using our printheads and they launched a, a 1.82 meter wide machine for printing one or two cardboards and continuously printing them. And uh, it, it was, I mean, we were not, we were not expecting it that, you know, that our printheads could be used for such applications. And mm. uh, I mean, our, my colleagues, you know, it, Japanese people are normally, normally very conservative. You know, Japanese are very conservative people. They're like, oh, printheads may not work. You know, it's something that's not, uh, not designed for and things like that. Mm. Um, and when they saw it, they were like really impressed. You know, like wow, okay, it, it's actually working for for this application. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that was one. Then our new generation of printheads came in, and for these new generation of printheads, uh, uh, one of our ceramic customers decided, okay, 
let's let us make a corrugated printer and they embarked on the journey of making a, a corrugated printer and it was drupa 2016 when when these uh, when this customer actually launched their their machine and um, recently there have been all, there have been also others who have you know joined the the journey of making corrugated printers with our printhead technology and so you know it it's it's um it has taken time but the time has been well used to develop the entire technology you know so it's not you know uh, something that we have rushed into we have mm. done a lot of testing with each printhead we have tested the ink and then the end user has tested the find the entire solution to check if everything is working and when everything is you know in its place and there is a continuous production uh, that's where we've also gone and uh, taken feedback to see where we can improve what can be done and should the waveform be improved uh, and things like that so it, it's been a, it's been as you as you rightly said it's been a journey uh, for us and uh, finally we are at a stage we wouldn't say you know that uh, it's that we have reached a peak because we are still climbing there is a it's a huge market mm. um i think uh, i mean recent studies i was just discussing with my team in japan and uh, um says about just 1% is digitalized of the corrugated printers market so you know wow. it's a huge market it's a huge market is there are about 1500 printers out there um, both um this is some study that we have been reading about so, you know we've not i can't be sure of the numbers but um including the scanning and single pass in the world there are about 1500 printers and that's just 1% of the market so you can imagine what kind of potential the corrugated market has and uh, there is scope for growth yeah absolutely and it, it that's really fascinating the, those numbers you know when you think about like you said the potential you know the digitalization is something that you know we're certainly focused on it and looking at and and there is that that growth and that move towards it isn't it so you know as you've been developing this technology or developing the focus in in corrugated we are seeing that that move towards digitalization kind of in in line with that as well aren't we so a, a good time to be looking at the potentials in this area exactly i mean the market itself is demanding a change for mm. packaging because everybody wants an individualized product uh e-commerce is taking a real big i mean there's a real big boom with amazon with all other kind of e-commerce markets you know everywhere yeah. uh, we yeah. see and people are getting tired of these brown boxes you know they're like ah oh, come on we're just getting another brown box with just with this, with that uh amazon smile on it instead of that if some if you could send a personalized box it just changes the experience you know you you're more um you're more likely to go back there and say Oh okay if i order something from caris for example i will get something nicely printed on top of it and i would like that you know uh, yeah, yeah. so making a brand image uh, and starting from the packaging makes makes a lot of makes a lot of difference and not only that i mean maybe the brown package may stay because of the shipping norms and things like that but when you go one step inside you know you go for gifting when you go for kids um you know when you send something to kids you know then they need something colorful um and creating that entire experience even food like you know uh, you there's this uh, brand in in germany called my muesli 
and uh, my muesli sends its um, muesli packaging. It's 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 not yet digital. I don't think it's digital yet, but it sends it in such a nice way that mm. you would like. Huh, that sounds that looks nice. I wanted. I want to order it again. You know that kind of uh, of feeling that you get when you see um, a, a designed packaging, especially for you. Um, that individualization is what actually is driving the market to mm. move towards digitalization. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 certainly taking off, and I think yeah, children and young people they they want that special packaging. They want that you know experience and, and interaction um, to engage with brands. So certainly you know we're going to see a, a lot more of that for sure. Um, we have talked a bit about about your customers. I, I know you, you you won't be able to to name them all, but maybe you could um, name a couple of those uh, customers that that you're working with to deliver, you know, your your solution to to the corrugated market. I was expecting this question, and so I did <laughs> ask a few of my customers if I could name them during this podcast because you know it 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 has happened before. I was in a in a video in a, in a webinar, and then one of the uh, participants put their hand up and was like can you name a customer who's using your print head and I was like hmm I'm sorry I can't do that <laughs> so I, good I did, you've checked I did. beforehand very exactly. good <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I did that I went out and I, I I sent out a few emails I got I got replies from some of them so I'm just going to name them um I mean um, as I told you one of the first customers we started working with was Barbaran uh, based in Spain um, yeah. We have a number of machines with them in the in the field. We have, we work with them very closely, developing a complete technology. That's something that we have been doing. The second customer, which I also mentioned, that's moving from from uh, ceramics, um, one of our biggest customers, and then moving uh, from the ceramics market, uh, they are moving to uh, making the Nozomi printer, uh, which yeah. is um, full fledged printing system with. Uh, in feed, out feed, everything is in build. So uh, that's EFI. Uh, that the customer's name is EFI. And last but not the least, this is an innovative concept. Uh, they just won uh, uh, innovation award last week uh, at the FEFCO. Uh, that's the Kento, uh, the company Kento Hybrid. And uh, they have an innovative approach where they have uh, flexo printing and digital printing and the flexo coating. So um, it's you know, uh, going step by step, um, moving from analog to digital. So we have different customers. These are some of them that I can name. There are others whom we have started to work with. And then let's see where the journey goes. Absolutely. Sounds fantastic. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you knew that we'd be cheeky. We'd ask for those those customer names and, and you were able to, to give us some examples. So that's that's really interesting to hear. And so we talked a bit about um, the, the the journey so far, Ali. We also we look to the future, kind of trend wise. That digitalization is growing. Um, if we look to the future from a, a Seiko perspective, you know, what's what's the next step on the journey? What are we looking towards? Um, I mean, when we look um, in the corrugated sector, so um, we are right now focusing on UV inks, so all based on the UV technology. Um, in the maybe not in the recent future, but uh, I think uh, five six years down the line, things may change and there will be new norms coming into existence. You know, with kind of uh, food contact, low migration, things like that. Uh, those things will be uh, prevalent with UV, 
but maybe there's also a requirement for water-based. So, you know, there, we have started, we have, uh, I mean, in my previous podcast, we also uh, spoke about the water-based technology that we have developed. So the technology is there, but when it will come to the corrugated market, we are not yet sure. Um, we need to start working on it and then let's see where where that uh, heads finally. So that's one part. I mean, that's the growth uh, from the from the technology point of view, from you know UV, water-based things like that. Um, and on the other side, um, we are working on developing the printheads for the market. You know, so so we are developing the printheads. You know, going ahead and um, seeing which kind of uh, what's required. As I was telling you, know, we are we work closely with our customers and the end customers and find out what's the requirement. And then we go back to the drawing board and see how our pro- products can be improved for that particular market. So we are working on new products as well. And then let's see um, how we can uh, get that 99% of the corrugated market that's still pending to be digitalized. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and one of the things um, that, that I, I do want to bring up, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about the, the sustainability um, issue, uh, particularly in corrugated and in packaging, it's a, it's a huge uh, subject. It's a big topic. It's certainly something we'll um, we'll be covering more in the future. And I think I just want to put that that question to you as you look to doing more in corrugated. We're looking at digitalization. Um, what, what's the sustainability angle from from your perspective? Uh, good question. Um, we uh, we actually are also working in many different ways to become sustainable. I mean, mm. the world is moving towards eco-friendly, every, everything eco-friendly, and we have been taking our steps as well. Um, one of the things that we are focusing on is um, increasing the life of our printheads with the recycle. So the recirculation technology helps while printing, but it also helps in cleaning because the path that we have created inside the printhead to let the flow of the ink be as smooth as possible also allows for a very easy cleaning, you know, so you can mm. clean the printhead very easily, thereby increasing the life of the printheads. And that's a, a very big sustainable point because, you know, if you increase the life of, 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 of printheads, then you don't need to replace them. And then you have, uh, you know, you have, uh, you don't create the raw materials, you know, again and again and again, you know, you can just mm. reduce, reuse, recycle. That's the way they say three hours. So that's one big point. Um, mm. The second point um, is working on the process, you know, so, you know, we, we are working um, with one of the ink manufacturers um, who has developed bio-based inks, you know, so it's, yeah. it's something um, not directly related to the corrugated sector, but these bio-based inks can be printed for, uh, for coding and marking and things like that and what we can do there is or what the idea there behind that is after you have printed it after this the the purpose has been achieved you know of shipping and it's reached destination everything you don't need to take away that uh, the printed part you could just put it in recycling and it will get recycled or along with the normal corrugated so yeah that's again that's another sector so this is something what we are doing with our partners and developing that kind of uh, um, a relationship where uh, entire sustainable goal can be reached third i would also like to point out as a digital uh, or as a inkjet you know that the digitalization and everything uh, as a whole is actually 
also helping um, being sustainable because if we have a digitalized production plant for corrugated cardboard, then you could theoretically print um, 4,000 pieces or 2,000 pieces or whatever is your requirement. And you don't need to go and print 10,000 pieces, which is the minimum requirement of an analog line. Because an analog line, you need to print a minimum of certain number of uh, pieces, only right. then you could achieve the cost, right? So um, with digital as a whole itself, we are becoming more and more sustainable. And that's something what we would like to, um, we, would like, we would encourage the end users to also think about uh, while moving uh, moving forward and finding the next step for uh, for their printing needs. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. I think it's it's that combination, isn't it, of of the the right technology, but also our behaviour, and uh, you know everybody kind of shifting their their mindset a bit. So um, yeah, thank you for that, Ali. Thank you so much for for coming back onto the the future print. Uh, podcast hopefully you'll be back again and we could talk about some of the other uh, great things that you're doing thanks so much for your time thank you so much caris thank you so much for having me here thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode you can subscribe now for more great audio content coming up and visit futureprint.tech for the latest news partner interviews in-depth industry research and to catch up on content from future print events we'll see you next time on the future print podcast